live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time here on the East Coast from the Live, Free, or Die State, the Granite State, New Hampshire. I want to thank you so very much for joining in, giving me your first hour of the day from wherever you are, from whatever you're doing. You could probably be doing a thousand things, but you've given me the first hour of the day. Welcome to Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble host, God-fearing and God-loving host. Jeremy Harrell, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Patriot. Check out songs like Build the Wall, Rebirth of America, Drain the Swamp, Live Free or Die, America is Dying. So many songs that I've worked with so many artists on, and I just want to encourage you to check those out. You can search for them. You can go to JeremyHarrell.com, listen to them for free, and enjoy some good American patriotic MAGA music right here from Hip Hop Patriot in the Live Free or Die state. For all those watching on the website, for all those watching on social media like YouTube and others, I want to thank you very much for joining in live. It's truly incredible to see the dedication that you guys have every day, day in and day out. For those listening on the podcast and who watch later, thank you as well. Your shares are so much, um, so, so needed and so very much appreciated. Because the shares is what really gets things going. And of course, make sure you reach down and like the video, whether you're watching live or later, because all of it is a big help to Live from America and the growth that I'm experiencing at such a, a, a massive rate, to be honest with you. It hasn't been long uh, since we were, we were booted uh, from Facebook. And uh, we've rebuilt uh, quite well, quite well. Uh, so thank you guys very much. Please like the video and let's get started with some morning shout outs, shall we? For those who are watching live on social media, K. Jamie Jennings from the Show Me State of Missouri, Beverly Palumbo from Knoxville, Tennessee. I want to thank you, Beverly, for joining in. It's very, very appreciated. Uh, Thornty Hauk from from Titusville, Florida. Patricia Leonetti from uh, Florida as well. Doug Lowry says, love your show from O-H-I-O. And that's exactly how I say it. Corn Pop is here. Corn Pop says, good morning, folks. Dee Dee Williams from Texas. Aspen Craddock, my cousin from the Midwest state of Illinois. I love you, Aspen. Thank you so very much. And uh, I hope all is well. Jana Fleming is watching from Ohio. We've got Linda Kasiska watching from the great state of Kansas. Kansas, where the uh, the wonderful family farm, the Folky family farm, which we've donated to from sales from the, uh, the online store, uh, which, guys, if you do go to JeremyHarrell.com and you order anything off the store, every month we donate to a family farm in need who's being crushed by the big farmers where they have no chance, and we're going to help them out. So thank you so much, very much, for all of you who who ended up doing that. Uh, Patricia Burns, thank you very much. And a couple more here. Kristen Donovan says, morning, let's go. Whoop, whoop. Let's get to slurp and get that coffee, girl. You know what I mean? And Jake Manick says, shout out from Spokane, Wis. Uh, Spokane, Washington, excuse me. So, got my Live from America cup that was so generously sent to me lately. And it says, let's slurp, so I can't argue with that. Mmm. Looks like we're experiencing some serious, serious problems here. So, uh, 
let me just stop for a second. It looks like, yeah. If you guys, if, if, if you guys can hear and see and everything is okay, please let me know because it seems like we're experiencing some massive, um, some massive slowdown here, and I just want to make sure that that's not the case. That that is not the case, that everything is working okay. So please let me know if you can hear and see this broadcast okay. Because it might not be uh, any anything but my own computer. So every, no problems here, everything is fine. All right, no problems here, good. Slurp away, good. Let's get started then, shall we? I do want to give some special, special shout-outs to those who have sent some wonderful gifts. And uh, that is, actually, I don't know who sent this. I opened this, and I don't know who sent it. So please, if you sent this wooden cross, there's a initial on the back, D-D. If you sent this cross, please let me know who you are. Send me a message on Telegram or Instagram or right here even in this chat, okay? And let me know that you sent this cross because not only did they send this amazing American wooden cross, but they also sent me three bags of Brave Coffee, okay? There was no name on the box and there was nothing inside the box letting me know who it, was, who it was from. So I just want to say thank you so very much for that kindness and sending me that. Also, I would like to thank Dina, or excuse me, Deanna, <laughs> Deanna Roca. And Deanna Roca, let me just show you what she sent me here. She sent me this beautiful crocheted cross, red, white, and blue. We got a bunch of crosses today. I guess it's 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 great because I'm sending out so many Bibles. So many people are sending such great things back. She sent me this amazing cross. So thank you, Deanna, for sending me that and your beautiful card, which I would like to read real quick if you allow me to. It says, Dear Jeremy, I've been following you since November tw uh, 2020 and not missed one day. I've been sharing each show uh, I shared 21 groups until fake book put me into a, the slammer. So now I can only share to one. Um, I asked my peeps to share for me. Thank you for the uh, the healthy Lord. The thank you for the healthy Lord giving show. People are now praying more so today, and you are the reason. God is the reason. All glory goes to God, uh, Deanna. So thank you so very much. Um, saints be praised. I hope you like the crocheted cross. God bless America and your listeners, viewers, and God bless uh, President Donald Trump. Thank you for your great efforts, as well as your family. I get um, uh, to get you where you are today with their love. And uh, she just goes on to say some really great words. So thank you very much, Deanna. And I would also like to show you another uh, another crocheted cross and bracelet. Uh, actually, a bunch of crocheted crosses for my kids, all different colors, like the colors of Easter, like pink and yellow and others. So very beautiful. Okay. And... She also sent me a letter. She is a donor, so I'd like to thank you very much for being a monthly donor. But she sent me these amazing uh, bracelets. And the great thing about these bracelets that she sent me is right here in the center. I know it's probably hard for you all to read, but it says what I say at the end of every show. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. So I want to thank you so very much, not only for your donations, but the wonderful gifts of God that you send me. Every gift that you guys send me is a gift of God, and I could not be more happy when I receive a, a Bible or a cross or something like that because it lets me know that I'm doing the right thing. All right? Um... 
And uh, somebody just says, you, you are many of our John the Baptist, like Will Johnson is mine. Well, thank you. You know what? This is the reason why I do this. I do this all for God. I do this all with God in mind. And, um, you know, you guys are, you guys are really, really the fuel for all of this. And I just want to thank you so very much. Okay. Um, let's get to the verse of the day. Okay. Because this is a good one. And it actually comes from Matthew twenty three eleven. Now, if you if you uh, signed up for my newsletter, you'll know that it, this is one of those verses that you really got to read the prior passages up to this one to really get the full context of what is happening here. But vast, uh, if you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew twenty three eleven. I'll give you an opportunity to do that before I read it, so you may be able to 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 follow along with me and maybe read some of the um, leading up to it. But Matthew twenty three eleven in the New Testament, uh, close to the beginning of the New Testament, says this, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And I'll tell you what I wrote um, for that. I said, what do you suppose that this is about? Well, you really have to read from Matthew 23, 1, all the way through 23, 11, to get the full context. Jesus is speaking to many people at this point, all at one time. He's speaking to his followers, he's speaking to people who are not his followers, and he's even speaking to the Pharisees themselves. And if you want to know who the Pharisees were, if you're not that well-versed in the Bible, the Pharisees are today's Democrats. Today's Democrats are literally the modern-day Pharisee, 100%, okay? Um, so he was pulling no punches here and he was being very candid and direct with no fear, even getting angry at the Pharisees for their hypocrisy and calling them out to their faces in front of the whole crowd, in front of everyone. However, the verse that is highlighted here, Matthew 23, 11 says that if you want to be truly great here on earth, then you need to lead by example. You, you have to be an influencer of Christ. You have to love like he loved, forgive like he forgave, be stern with people as he was, with your head held high and with heavenly courage. Hold people accountable as he did. The greatest among you will be your servant. If you want to become great, become a servant leader. Jesus said that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve for so many. That is the secret to success in life. By saying this in front of everyone, including the Pharisees, it was a massive dig to them publicly because that put them, they put themselves on a pedestal to be served. They felt that they were above everyone else and they should be praised for their positions of power. Sound familiar? Sounds pretty familiar to me. It's time to be an influential leader, folks. It's time to be courageous and lead as Jesus led, and to be here, to be a servant for God, and that's that was the uh, that was the message this morning, guys. You really truly want to be great, then serve, as Jesus served. Okay, and he held no he held nothing back when he when he was going in on the Pharisees ever. Just like I I was stern with that lady that I called at the hospital. You're not going to sit there and continue to spread lies and continue to put yourself on a pedestal when we the people know different. Okay, so thank you guys all very very much for allowing me to send you uh, morning verses every day. It actually helps me. It actually helps me because it helps me study and it helps me really read up to the verses that I choose so that I can see which context that it's in. And that's very important, especially when the Bible, 
uh, when it comes to the Bible. All right? All right, so let's get to the Lord's Prayer, which is the the, the jump-off point for this show every single day. And you know the drill. If you're new to the drill, just follow us, okay? If you know the Lord's Prayer, then say it with us. If you don't know the Lord's Prayer, please bow your head and open your ears. Open that heavenly those heavenly ears that God gave you so your spirit can hear it. But if you do know it, then say it out loud so God can hear it from your lips to His ears. Are you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And somebody's been saying that we have some kind of a, um, a troll on social media uh, by the name of Glenn. And I just want to let you know, Glenn, that number one, I'm glad you're here. I really am. Even though you might be here with a very different um, opinion and outlook on politics or faith, I am glad you're here. Okay? I don't want to immediately jump to call you a troll. Because I think you're here for a reason. I honestly think, Glenn, the reason that you are in this chat on, looks like YouTube right now, is because God directed you to be here for a reason. God directs people to places all the time and they don't know why. But maybe when you leave here, God will have planted a seed in you that is so powerful and so strong, you'll be saying the Lord's Prayer by the end of the day wearing a MAGA shirt. And uh, maybe, just maybe, you can... Um, you know, join in on giving our Dumb Dumb Awards and our Smarty Awards every day. Maybe you can become a follower of the show. Maybe you can become a fan of this show. And that's my hope. And that's my hope, Glenn. So God bless you. And let's get right to the first and foremost section of the day. But before I do, let me tell you that down below, the scrolling text, that is where you can find me on all social media platforms, whether it be Rumble, Instagram, Telegram, Parlor, Freedom, doesn't matter. Down below is where you'll be able to follow me. Make sure you write them down. Follow me on these platforms just in case, just in case, Anything crazy ever happens. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Parler, uh, Telegram, Rumble, all of them, okay? Let's spread that love and let's get out there. Let's get to the first and foremost section of today. And you guys, we're going to go right away. We're going to go right away and give a Smarty Award of the day today and really to a bunch of people. But here we go, Smarty Award, first one of the day right here on Live from America. We're going to give that Smarty Award to these people, and I'm not going to name all of them, but more than 35 conservative groups have now signed a pledge rejecting big tech money, meaning that they are no longer going to, these conservative groups are no longer going to take money from Google, Apple, Amazon, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of them, okay? Silicon Valley has grown too big and has become too powerful with the help of politicians on the left. And now they've been completely hijacked by the left, just like the mainstream media, just like BLM, just like Antifa. All of them have been hijacked by the left. The left runs them, the left owns them, and they are and they they become far too powerful. Far too powerful. All right? So this pledge um, alleges that big tech companies quote prevented a president of the United States specifically Donald Trump, from communicating with the American people, the American voter, during an election. 
So the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative group, they received $225,000 from Google, and they rejected that $225,000 in October of 2020. Then they also received $150,000 from Facebook. They ended up returning that $150,000 as well. Why? Because if you are if you are going to be um, attacking what these people are doing and how, how many amendments that they are uh, stepping over, how many of your rights that they are stepping on, if you are going to be out in front and in complete opposition of these major big tech companies who are clearly, clearly far too big and have monopolized so big that they've destroyed people's human God-given rights, okay, then the last thing that you should be doing is taking money from these people. So I want to thank the Heritage Foundation for actually standing up and leading by example and sending that money back and saying, no, we don't want your big tech money. If all we have is small, individual, one-time donations from people, then that's all we need. And it's true. Look at what's going on right now. Look at um, Right Side Broadcasting, okay? Entirely viewer-funded. And they have a staff. They have producers. They have everything. Look at me. Entirely viewer-funded. Now, I don't have a staff. I don't have producers. I do it all myself. Okay? But you guys put me in this position, and I'm completely viewer-funded. I will never, ever take major, big corporate sponsorship money. Ever. Never, never, never. I, I, I made that pledge to you in the beginning. Look at President Trump. President Trump won because of how much money he was able to rake in in 2016 from small individual donors. United we stand, folks. They cannot stop the conservative people, the the conservative Christian in this country. They can't stop us if we all work together. And Donald Trump is the proof of it. And so many companies are the proof of it. We're the people that spend the money. We're the people that have the money. And we're the people that need to start working together. Look at Mike Lindell. Look at every Everybody, um, who's 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 being demonized by these big corporations and 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 money being withheld because they won't follow that narrative. Courage is contagious, folks. Courage is contagious, and I just want to encourage you to continue to keep like places like the Heritage Foundation, uh, President Trump, uh, Mike Lindell. By buying his stuff online, it actually supports him because now you've cut out the middleman of these stores who took so much money from him in order to facilitate selling his products. Same thing here. You go on my store, you buy from me, it's directly to me, and then we end up taking money and we go give it to family farms. Small individual donations are the key. I want to shout out RMA Apparel. RMA Apparel, who have sent me, who has sent me this. Nobody. Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! No, no, that wasn't RMA Apparel that sent me that. RMA Apparel sent me the hat and uh, the three percent shirt. So many people are sending me so many things. I just can't keep up with it anymore. But shout out to RMA Apparel uh, because. Your guys, that, that, that hat you sent me and those clothes and those beanies that you sent me were incredible. Uh, again, these small companies, that's where we need to support. That's where we need to uh, focus our energy, our finances, and our, our help. Okay? So shout out to the Heritage Foundation uh, for doing that. Now, moving on, I want to talk about Denmark real quick. Denmark has just permanently banned the CCPVV from AZ. We'll just say it like that. Denmark has permanently banned the CCPVV that has the initials AZ. That's how we're going to talk about that. Now, Tucker Carlson actually talked about this last night on Fox News. Now, I'm going to play you a portion of this, but I'm not going to play it long for a lot of reasons. 
for a lot of reasons. I'm not going to play a long portion of this video. But I want you to really get what Tucker Carlson is saying here because I think it is what the majority of Americans have been thinking for quite a long time. So, without further ado, let's roll that beautiful bean footage and let's listen to our friend Tucker over on Fox, whom I don't watch, by the way, but I do catch things the next day and I say, oh, that's interesting. And then I go and I listen to it and I go, ah, okay, let's play that. So here we go, Tucker Carlson on Fox News last night. What does he say concerning We've heard an awful this. lot about the coronavirus vaccine over the last several months. It's a massive achievement as a scientific matter, something all Americans can be proud of, but that's not the context in which we've heard about it. Joe Biden's first speech to the country urged the entire population to take this vaccine immediately. The celebrity industrial complex has reinforced that demand ever since. Get the shot! Get the shot! Get the shot! Okay! We will! We're not against it on principle. Like almost every American, we're grateful for vaccines. I'm going to move this ahead real quick. C has affirmed that Fauci is right. According to the CDC's new guidance, once you've been vaccinated, you still cannot, quote, attend medium or large gatherings. The federal health authorities also recommend that you continue to wear your mask when you go outside. How long will this continue? Well, according to Yahoo News, experts say it's, quote, not entirely clear when it will be considered okay for people who are fully vaccinated to stop wearing masks. At some point, no one's asking this, but everyone should be. What is this about? If vaccines work, boom. why are vaccinated people still banned from living normal lives? Honestly, what's the answer to that? It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm going to pause it right there. If they work, then why are they banned from living normal lives at all? That's a very, very powerful statement. He's not, he's not, he's not, um, he's not saying that he knows everything. He's not saying what you should or shouldn't do. He's asking a very logical question. Let's keep going. Vaccine is effective. There is no reason for people who have received the vaccine to wear masks or avoid physical contact. So maybe it doesn't work and they're simply not telling you that. Well, you hate to think that, especially if you've gotten two shots. But what's the other potential explanation? We can't think of one. And there you go, folks. And there you go. What is the other potential explanation? We can't think of one. Can't think of one. So let's 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 cut that out here. Let's shut this one right down because we don't need that anymore. What is the what is the other potential explanation? We can't think of one. Basically, if everything is working fine, then why are people putting a pause to everything? Why is the United States, the FDA, putting a pause to things? Why is Denmark putting a complete ban on things? Why are other countries putting a complete ban on things? If it's so good and everything is so solid and so easy, then why aren't we able to do it and go back to our normal lives? There's too much, there's too many questions around this. And he had a very good point. He had a lot of good points, but he has questions. And he's not telling people what you should or shouldn't do. He's not a doctor. Neither am I. But can we have questions? Can we have questions that aren't answered by rat mouth Fauci and the rest of them? We do. And we want answers. As the American people, we want answers. We're the ones that came up with all of this. We're the ones that are supposedly saving the world. But at the same time, we're not really saving anybody. Okay? Again, let me just explain to you something real quick, folks. All of this would be over in one day. If we wanted it to. Let's let's move it out further. All of this would be done in one week. If we the people. Business owners around the country. And citizens around the country. Just said nope. 
not doing it anymore. Sorry. If every business owner did this at once, nothing could be done about it. There'd be nothing that could be done about it. Okay? So, we, it's, again, guys, courage is contagious. If somebody sees you out in public without your face covering, or if somebody sees you in public having courage, you might not even know the kind of courage that you're spreading. You might not even know the kind of influence that you have. But there's probably somebody looking at you going, man, I want to do that. I miss those days. I'm going to do that. There's too many people who are scared, too many people who are afraid of losing their businesses. But they can't stop 350 million Americans. So if we wanted this to be done tomorrow, it would be done literally tomorrow. Okay? Let's move on real quick. Uh, speaking of this ruse, speaking of all of this um, this reality TV show of control, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, who's become really just a rising star, she's had some bumps and bruises, especially over the whole you know transgender athlete thing, but she's become a rising star in the Republican Party. Great person, smart, family woman, um, determined, dedicated to her party in so many ways, and dedicated to the people that voted her in. But since we're talking about this reality TV show of control, I want to talk about this. She sent a letter to resident Corn Pop requesting that his uh, administration reverse the ban on, on Mount Rushmore fireworks display. She says, this is, this is what we do here. We have fireworks at Mount Rushmore. We celebrate on 4th of July our independence by doing it at this amazing national monument. Joe Biden in the residency has banned South Dakota from having fireworks there. Again, who is going to stop you, Christy Nome? That is your state. You are the governor of that state. You have the right to do that there, and nobody sitting in a White House, uh, living in the swamp, thousands of miles away, or hundreds of miles away, whatever the distance is from you, has the right to tell you that you can't do that. Period. That is in your state, and if the people of your state want to have fireworks at Mount Rushmore, then just go do it. What are you asking permission for? Now, I get that you're trying to do the right thing. I get that you're trying to take the steps that a governor should take. But in the end... Are you going to comply? Again, Christy Nome, it's the same thing as what I'm telling people right here on this show about how much power you have as an American citizen. Okay? Do it anyway. Why? Because what's going to happen if you do it anyway? A, probably nothing. Probably nothing but a bunch of CNN super spreader talk. Oh, super spreader. Oh, you're a super spreader. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Mask up. Right? That's all that's going to happen. You're going to get, you're going to get attacked on social media. But let's just say, that the, now, again, it's federal property, but there shouldn't be no such thing. There shouldn't be no such thing. Okay? I'm all, I, I, I do not like federal property. Don't like that at all. Because that's just a bigger government. But anyway, regardless of that, it's in the state of South Dakota, period. So if it resides in the state of South Dakota, it should be South Dakota. But anyway, what are they, they going to do? Are they going to send in the feds? Let them do it. Have your 4th of July at Mount Rushmore. Let them, dare them to send in the feds. I want to see them send in the feds. I want it on national TV that the federal government came in like Hitler totalitarian forces and literally 
put a stop physically, even if they have to arrest people, they had to physically put a stop to you celebrating the 4th of July. Why do I want that scene on TV? If you're going to go that route, so it can show the entire country exactly what the left is all about. So it can show the entire country what resident corn pop is all about. Let's have those fireworks. Let's see what happens. I dare the federal government to go in and shut down a 4th of July celebration in a state that has almost zero problem with the CCPV, okay, and do it so that we can see it on national TV, because I want you to show who you really are. I want you to show your face, Joe Biden. I want you to show the world the power that you think you have so that the world can see how much of a dictator uh, regime the left really has built here, and that's what I want to see. So, Christy Noem, if you want some good advice from real Americans... Have your 4th of July party. Have your 4th of July celebration. Have your 4th of July fireworks right at Mount Rushmore. And invite the federal government to come and do whatever it is they need to do. Remember, courage is contagious. We are going to move on and we're going to talk about Project Veritas. We talked about Project Veritas yesterday. They made a lot of waves in the news by exposing CNN for CNN saying that they literally purposely put out propaganda and that they purposely, their number one goal was to get rid of President Trump. You saw the video. You've probably saw it floating around Facebook and others. I'm about to show you another video that they put out about what they're doing to Matt Gates. This, if you ask me, this shows Matt Gates' innocence right here, if you ask me. Now, I know there's more to it than that, but what they're doing to to Representative Matt Gates is what Nancy Pelosi calls a wrap-up smear campaign. That means say something, even though you know it's a lie, and just let it go over and over and over and over and over again until you're brainwashed like the entire country of America with what's been going on for the past 391 days. By the way, we are 391 days into 15 days to slow the spread, and we are also on our 98th day of military occupation on our nation's soil, in our nation's capital, with no receipts to show why. Just wanted to just wanted to, uh, to to bring that up. But here we go. Anyway, without any further ado, let's play you the new video from Project Veritas where they talk about wrap-up smear campaigning on Matt Gates. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, okay, can you define propaganda? Like, I think I know, but like, how, how is it? Um, what's the mechanism? If the agenda, say, is to like get, like Matt Gates right now is a, like this Republican, like, uh, he's a problem for the Democratic Party because he's so conservative, right? And he can cause a lot of hiccups in passing the laws. So it's. It would be great for the first party to get it out. So we're going to keep running our stories to get out again and make it so that it can't be buried and, like, just, you know, settled outside of court and just, like, you know, uh, if we keep pushing that, it's helping us. That's propaganda. It's helping us. It's if we keep pushing that, it's helping that us. If we keep pushing that propaganda, it's going to help the Democrats in the long run. They're busted. They're busted for not only getting rid of the President of the United States by, by publishing propaganda, but they're now busted in saying that this entire thing that's going on with Matt Gates, they're pushing. 
because they want him out, because he's not good for Democrats. And why is he not good for Democrats? Because he actually resonates with the people that voted him in. He resonates with people all over this country. More people think like Matt Gates than think like Adam Fartwell or Adam Schiff or, uh, or Eric Fartwell. Okay? That is why. That is why they don't want Matt Gates in there. And that is why the uh, former Justice Department employee worked with the New York Times to put out fake narratives, and the New York Times ended up protecting the former DOJ employee when he was just about to be caught on camera and on audio committing a federal crime against a U.S. House of Representatives uh, member. You want truth, folks? That's truth. Now, am I here to say that I know Matt Gates personally didn't do anything wrong in his life? Of course not. I've done a thousand things wrong. Maybe he did do something wrong. I don't know. But if Matt Gates did something wrong, I've met him, I've talked to him. Not, again, not that I know him very well. But if he was really guilty of doing what he said, what they're saying he did, I think Matt Gates has enough um, sanity and enough common sense to walk away. To just walk away and say, I'm busted, I did something wrong. He doesn't seem like a guy who's going to just continue to perpetuate this lie just to try to save some career in politics. The guy's bright. He's super smart. He doesn't need a career in politics. Again, if you're familiar with Nancy Pelosi's wrap-up smear campaign and you believe what you see on Project Veritas, they've been busted once again. All right? So, again, Project Veritas, completely um, viewer-funded. And so donate to them. Go to projectveritas.com. There's a donate section right there. You can help out. And uh, right now they're actually trying to raise enough, enough money to not only fight the New York Times in court, but also now they're going to be suing CNN. Now, hopefully, once they get that money from suing CNN, they'll have enough money to really branch out, and they won't need to rely so much on, on viewer funds. Um, so big shout-out to Project Veritas. Big shout-out to you, James O'Keefe. And I hope that we can interview you once again right here on Live from America. I will be reaching out, young man. I don't know how old he is. I gotta be younger than me. Gotta be younger than me. I'm ancient. <laughs> you know what I mean? Alright, moving on. We're gonna get uh, real quick to the, the NCAA. Now, we just talked about Christy Nome, South Dakota governor. And we know that Christy Nome, uh, the, the bumps and bruises I was talking about was her signing in or not signing in that's transgender bill. Right? To prevent biological boys from competing against biological girls. And the, one of the reasons why she didn't want to sign that bill and she wanted to do it a different way was because she was afraid of people like the NCAA. She was afraid that they would not come in and hold NCAA tournaments there, which would in turn hurt the people of her communities, hurt the people in her state, hurt the income of her state, and then ultimately hurt the athletes in that state. And for many other reasons. Well, now the NCAA has thoroughly come out and said right up front publicly, we are, they're threatening any state who signs a transgender bill preventing biological males from uh, competing against biological females. They're saying if any state does this, they will not hold any NCAA tournaments at all in that state. Okay? And when I read this, when I read this, the first thing I thought was this. And then the second thing I thought was this. Nobody cares. Because let me tell you something, NCAA. 
How long can you last not holding tournaments in states where people pay to see their family members compete against other schools? How long will you last if you start de- uh, alienating 27 states? Because that's what we're really we're talking about here. We're talking about 27 red states that could all put this into law. And then what are you going to do? You're only going to go to the other 20-some-odd states? You're not going to go to those 27 states? You will lose a lot more money than these states will. So NCAA, you're following in the same footsteps as the NFL. You're following in the same footsteps as the NBA. You're following in the same footsteps as the MLB. And sooner or later, you will cave before we do. The same reason why they uh, people instructed their teams to stop kneeling. The same reason why people instructed their teams to stop make, politicizing the national anthem. Because they were losing too much money. They were losing too many ratings. And to the NCAA... Let's play. You want to play? Let's play. I love playing these games the lefts want to play. Let's keep playing. Keep bringing it, folks. Keep bringing your nonsense. Keep threatening your boycotts. Nobody Nobody cares. At this point, we don't care. You want to play these games? Let's see who can outlast who. Okay? And as a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and give them this right now, too. Shall we? That's going in the swamp donkey bucket because they're dum-dums. They got the crickets and nobody cares. Keep playing your games, NCAA. Keep playing your games. We'll find another way around you too. The same way that we find a way around everybody. The same way we find a way around censorship. The same way we find our way around boycotts. The same way we find our way around all of the uh, bull crap that the left decides to throw. You're getting weak left and you're getting disappointed. Uh, uh, you're making me disappointed in you. I thought you had a lot more fight in you. I thought the left had a big fight in that dog. It's it, it, really the only fight they have is the word racist, the word bigot, uh, transphobe or homophobe or white supremacist. Those five phrases. That those are the only bullets that they have in their gun. That's it. The left is weak. They're not as strong as we all thought. And the reason why we all thought that was because none of us ever fought back. But it's like a bully at school. When you're getting bullied at school, you never think that there's any way that you're ever going to be able to beat that bully up who, who beats you up, takes your lunch money, takes your lunch, or just does it for the fun of it. You never think you're going to win. And then one day you say, you know what, I've had enough of that, and you pop that bully in the nose, and you give him a bloody nose, and he never bothers you again. That is a quick synopsis. That's a quick summary of the left versus the right. We all thought they were strong until we all started fighting back. Now we're asking you to bring it. We're asking you. To bring it. Bring your best. Because your best ain't good enough. It never has been. And it never will be. For the party of slavery. Because that's what you are. You're the party of slavery. Slurp, slurp. Ah. Anyway. Moving right along. Remember yesterday. We gave the Attorney General from Arizona. Mark Burnovich. We gave him the Smarty Award. And we gave him the Smarty Award. Because, um, uh, you know. He actually is doing something to the Biden administration. He files lawsuits. He actually files lawsuits against them and ties them up in court so their executive orders and their their lack of leadership is actually challenged and they're held accountable, right? Big shout out to A.G. Mark Burnovich from Arizona. Well, now, folks, now he is urging the governor there, Governor Ducey, to declare a state of emergency over the illegal alien migrant issue. Why? Because if the governor there declares a state of emergency, it gives him extra powers, it gives him extra resources, and it gives him the ability to call in the National Guard and go to the border of Arizona and do the job that the federal government 
refuses to do. So, another big shout out to the Attorney General in Arizona, Mark Burnovich, because this is what we need. We need more Attorney Generals doing exactly this. Standing up against the Biden residency. Alright? And I believe there are now 22, if I'm not mistaken, let me just see here if I got these in my notes, but there are 22 Attorney Generals who are coming on to sue the Biden administration for their handling of the border and other reasons. 22 Attorney Generals. We need all of them. We need the Attorney General from every red state to jump on and do this exact same thing. I've been calling for this for weeks, and finally, the Attorney Generals are finally starting to stand up and, and do something about it. Because, again, the Attorney Generals, the governors, and the people of every state have far more power than the federal government, period. Now, speaking of Biden and his lack of leadership, he's been invited by Stretchface Armstrong herself to finally give a State of the Union address at Congress, in front of the world, in front of all Americans, in front of everybody in that uh, joint session of Congress, she's finally invited him to do so. I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought that one of two things was going to happen. One of three things was going to happen. Either they wouldn't have it, they'd have it for about a half an hour, because that's all That's all uh, the, the time that his drugs will allow in his system to make him actually remember things and talk normal, or they would have it virtually. Now, I don't know what the Biden residency plans on doing with this invitation, but Stretchface Armstrong herself invited Joe, resident, resident Joe Cornpop, to come and give his so, uh, State of the Union address on April 28th. So I'm taking bets. Will it be end up being virtual? Will it end up being 30 minutes? Or will he not accept it at all and say, let's do it when COVID completely goes away? What say you? Let me know in the comments what you think is going to happen. I do want to touch on one thing, though. If resident Corn Pop does give the State of the Union address, how is he going to do when he stumbles, fumbles, and mumbles with his mask on, period? Is he going to wear a mask the whole time? Or is he going to take his mask off when he gets in there? And then here's the other thing. Is he going to fumble and mumble? Is he going to... Uh, anyway. <coughs> what, is he going to do any of that? Here's what I suggest to the Republicans. Again, we're playing this game, right? Here's what I suggest to the Republicans. You see how the Democrats always, you know, sat down, didn't clap, turned their backs, talked, laughed, made fun of President Trump, booed him, all that. Wonder what Joe Biden would do. Would he be able to handle the pressure of Republicans not booing? No, 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 no. We don't want to go that far. We don't want to be that low, right? We want to respect the office a little bit, even though we know the office wasn't legally won. We still want to respect the office, right? Here's my question. How would fumbling, mumbling, Beijing, sniff your grandchild Biden fare? How well would he fare if the Republicans laughed at him every single time he made a gaffe? Every single time he mumbled or stumbled? Every single time he... Anyway, every single time he did anything that Joe Biden always does. I wonder how he would fare if we just laughed. And just laugh, just straight out laugh at him. Do you know how much that would get his attention? Do you know how much that would make him not even be able to do it? Just laugh at him. Just laugh at the joke he is. Laugh at the fact that he illegally got there. Laugh at all of it. Just laugh straight out loud. You know what I mean? Knee slap laughing. No booze. Just laugh at him. Just sit there and take him not seriously whatsoever. He would get so flustered he'd probably end up walking out. He'd probably end up walking out. Okay? So, um... 
Yeah, I don't know. Will we be there? Will we not be there? Will it be virtual? Will it be pre-recorded? Will it be 30 minutes? Who knows? I guess we'll find out. Let me know in the comments what you think. All right, we're going to give another... Wait, oh, hold on. i got to get it teed up here. we got to give another Smarty Award here. And this Smarty Award is going to go for, to a congresswoman from Florida whom you either may heard of or you may not have heard of her. But her name is Representative Kat Kemick from the state of Florida. We're going to give her the Smarty Award today because she is putting forth a bill that you would think everybody would sign on to. You would think so. But we are dealing with a party of children who like to take their ball and go home and who have no clue how to run a country, a state, a city, or a town. She is putting forth a bill that would take it straight to the House floor. No debating beforehand. It would take it straight to the House floor for a vote. This bill would actually say that if a baby is born and is outside of the womb, whether it's prematurely or whether it comes out on, on time or whatever, because you know all these states have said that you can kill a baby now, even when it's outside of the womb. Okay, you can just kill babies now. So many states have, have, have New York is one of them, I believe. So she is putting forth this bill that says if a baby is outside of a womb, even prematurely, that it cannot be killed. You would think that everybody in the world would sign on to that, Right? You would think that everybody in the world would sign on to that and say, well, of course, if a baby makes it outside the womb, then we don't want to kill a baby, right? So she needs 218 votes for this to pass, meaning that she needs seven votes from the Democrats, just seven, seven votes. That's all she needs from the left in order to pass this bill into law saying you cannot kill a child once it is outside of the womb. Wouldn't you know it? That she has no Democrats to sign on to this bill yet? She has no Democrats to endorse this bill yet? Now, it's early. It's still in its early stages, and she needs to drum up some support for this. She did get an endorsement by Steve Scalise, all right? But what you need to do, even if you live in a left-wing state, reach out to your um, senators. Reach out, not to your senators. Yeah, I mean, reach out to them, too. But reach out to your... Um, your congressmen or your congresswomen from your state and let them know, look, I know you're a Democrat. I know you like to push these left-wing radical ideas. But please, for the love of all that is holy, go and sign on to this bill from Representative Kat Kamek so that a baby cannot be killed once it's born. Amen? I mean, seriously? We can't, we can't sign on to this bill? This is the craziness of the left. When you give them a clear, clear choice and what to do here, they always choose the wrong choice. Why? Because they have no love for human life, because they have no love for God, because 90% of them do not believe that God exists. That's the raw truth of it. That is the raw truth of it. So make sure you sh uh, reach out to your re representatives and ask them to please sign on to this bill with Representative Kat, that's K-A-T, Kamek, C-A-M-M-O-C-K, when it comes to putting this on the House floor for a vote and pushing it through and setting it into law. Can we have children be born, please? Can we just stop killing people? Criminy. We, we sit here and we, we, we burn cities down because um, every life, look, I'm, I'm going to be first to tell you this, okay? And I come from all walks of life. If you knew my past and where I've been, I come from all walks of life, all, all, all kinds of people. I have no hatred in my heart for any human being on this planet, no matter where they're from or who they are. Not even Nancy Pelosi. 
Okay? Every life is precious and is a blessing and a gift from God. Period. But when you have cities burning to the ground over a life that was taken from decisions that were made from that life that was taking, taken that actually assisted in that life being taken, you know, like having a gun that doesn't belong to you, having warrants, beating people, running from the cops, not paying attention, not listening, literally resisting arrest. When you have that happening, you're going to burn cities for that life, but you won't burn cities for a life that has done nothing wrong ever. Our priorities are all mixed up, Right? All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, the last topic of the day, Bonehead John Boehner. Why are we talking about this has-been lately? I'm going to tell you why. Because he's got a new book out. This new book is called On the House, from none other than Drunk John Boehner, who's always drunk or crying, or crying because he's drunk, or just completely out of the loop because he's drunk. Either way, he's a drunk. All right? He puts out this book called On the House. And the reason why I'm going in on him so hard is because of how hard he's going in on me, on me, the American people, on Ted Cruz, and on Donald J. Trump. All right? So I'm going to play a clip from you. We've already given this bonehead the Dum Dum Award once this week. I never thought we'd ever actually have to talk about him again completely. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't even think he existed anymore. All right? But here he is popping his rhino head up saying dumb things just to get on camera, being a complete jackass just to get on camera, just to sell his dumb book. I want to play for you something he said about Ted Cruz and something he said about Donald Trump. And I, and, and I may not get to it. It may not be in this clip. It may not be in this clip. But um, he does say, at the same time, in this interview, how much he respects Nancy Pelosi and says how great of a job that she has done as Speaker of the House. Unbelievable. Gets up here and trashes his own party, but yet praises Nancy Pelosi for the job that she's done as Speaker of the House. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is bonehead John Boehner once again saying stupid things just to promote his drunk book. You're hard on Ted Cruz. In, in oh, this you, book. Mean Lucifer, you mean Lucifer in the flesh. Yes, and that's a lot of flesh for Lucifer to fill out there. In the audiobook, you say, um, uh, do we have this? Do we have this audio? Can we play this, Jim? Take it from me. You'll never know where you'll end up. That's freedom. I'll raise a glass to that any day. P.S. Ted Cruz, go f*** yourself. Now, yep. now, before I go any further, before I go any further, I just want to... Split up the video here by saying it. First of all, first of all, he calls Ted Cruz Lucifer in the flesh. And then he makes some stupid statement that has nothing to do with Ted Cruz and then says, P.S. Ted Cruz, go yourself. All right? Why is he calling Ted Cruz, somebody who fights harder for this country than that man ever did while he was in power, why is he calling Ted Cruz Lucifer in the flesh? Well, to hear why, you got to go back to the clip. So let's go back to the clip, shall we? <laughs> it's been said that everybody hates Ted Cruz, and on behalf of everybody, let me agree with that. But what made you? What made you uh, have so much contempt for the man? Straight losers. Well, this guy didn't even serve in the, in the House. He served in the United States Senate, and and he didn't do anything in the Senate except make noise and come over to the House side and stir up 
uh, some of my more conservative members, I don't know if I call them conservative, some of my knuckleheads, <laughs> uh, into doing things that made no sense whatsoever. Such and, as? Uh, like what? Uh, such as the government shutdown in 2013 would be the prime example. Sure. I told them for months, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. They're going to shut down the government to get rid of Obamacare. Now, boom, let's talk about that for a minute. He said this is the dumbest thing he ever heard of. That Ted Cruz, as a senator, went over to the House and got conservatives, whom John Boehner just called knuckleheads, okay, to jump on to the idea that we're going to shut down the government, we're not going to fund the government as long as Obamacare is in there. Why? Because Obamacare was illegal. Number one, Obamacare was completely illegal. Two, it was a power grab, not even close to the power grab that's going on right now with all these trillions of dollars that are being spent and none of it's going towards what they said it was going towards. All right? That was a smart move by Ted Cruz. That was a boss move by Ted Cruz. Now, I will say Ted Cruz has gotten better over the years. All right? But this guy was mad because conservatives were holding their ground against Obamacare that was going to destroy health care in this country as we knew it. That's why John Boehner's mad. Hold on. There's more. Let's go back to it again real quick. Let's go back. Now, Barack Obama's president, Harry Reid's the majority leader in the Senate, uh, they were never, ever going to go there. Uh, and uh, we were, they were, Ted Cruz and these knuckleheads were setting us up to shut the government down. And I just, I kept telling members, this makes no sense. But in the book, uh, there's a favor of Bainerism in there. Bainerism. And that is, a leader without followers is just a man taking a walk. And uh, next thing I know, all my troops are going to uh, to my right. Uh, and as the leader, I've got no choice but to jump out in front of them. Oh, yeah, i got no choice but to jump right out in front of them because all my colleagues are going to the right, as they should have, bonehead. Now, I'm going to fast forward real quick um, a little further in the video here. So that you can see, where is this? Eight minutes and 30 seconds in. Let's go and see what he says here, shall we? I, I, I don't need to explain how, how dumb this guy sounds right now, right? And yes, he is drunk. As a matter of fact, in the beginning of this video, he shows that he's holding alcohol in his hands while he's doing the interview. I mean, the, guy's, the guy's classic. Here we go. Listen to this. January 6th, an incredibly heartbreaking day that none of us ever thought we would see. Um, you wrote that Donald Trump incited that bloody insurrection... And the legislative terrorism that I'd witnessed speak as speaker had now encouraged actual terrorism. So, logically, aren't you saying that Donald Trump is a political terrorist? <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't need to describe words to him, but I just thought that what he was saying before the election about they're going to steal the election, they're going to steal the election. And, uh, and then after the election, claiming the election was stolen without ever providing one ounce of evidence. I kept looking, well, where's the evidence? And, and as someone who voted for Donald Trump, I've got to tell you, I felt abused by <laughs> uh, the loyalty and trust of his supporters. Uh, and here he is lying to them. Boom. Okay. You know what? I felt used and abused. And as someone who voted for President Trump, I felt used and abused. And here he is lying to all the people who voted for him because he didn't have one shred of evidence. John, are you not looking at the evidence? I can sh I can sit with you, have a drink with you. I wouldn't get as drunk as you, but I could have a drink with you. And I could sit with you for one hour and just show you nonstop pieces of evidence, you dumb dumb. So I'm not going to play any more of John Boehner's video, but I have a very good idea, ladies and gentlemen. I have a very good... Um, Let's just say this. I'll bet you that 
during the week of this guy trying to sell his book, he will make so many stupid statements that he will end up getting the dumb dumb award for the entire month of April. And I'd be glad to give it to a rhino like him. But just based on the things that he said just right now. John, we'd like to give you the I'd like to give you a award, please. Oh, 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 what, what is this award? What, what is this award? Really? What, what, what is this award for? This is for you being a complete dum dum and saying things that are complete false, just like Nancy Pelosi, because you sound like you're just regurgitating Nancy Pelosi talk points. So here you go. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, oh, I've never. I've never gotten, I've never gotten a word like this before. No, hold on a minute. I never gotten a word like this before, and I'm so, I'm so incredibly happy. I spent my whole life working in my uncle's bar, and I spent my whole life trying to become somebody strong and powerful, and now I'm finally there. I got my, I got my gum gum award today. Come on, everybody, let's go have a drink. On me. <laughs> What a dum dum, folks, huh? Woo, John Boehner. Where are you? There you go. Let's give you another one. There you go. You deserve all the whole baggage. Him and Nancy Pelosi probably play, probably play rummy at night. They probably sit and play rummy or cribbage while they get hammered and decide who they're gonna. No, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America, right here from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire, here on April 14th, year of our Lord, 2021. I want to thank you so very much for joining in. I encourage you to go to JeremyHarrell.com right now. Check out some music. Listen to some good music for the rest of the day while you're at work. Listen to some old podcasts. Sign up for the newsletter, and if you can find it in your heart, please become a monthly donor. Thank you so very much. Remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. I've done both of them. But there's only one Yahweh which we should actually try and follow. So, remember, keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget to share these videos. And we'll see you for more Live from America later on. God bless you, folks. And